This is USA Takedown. The best guess. All the hot news and predictions on combat sports of wrestling and MMA. With your host, the true American, Scott Casper. Connect with him now on social media and check out usatakedown.com. Now, it's time for USA Takedown. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is USA Takedown live from our studios here, the Wild Rose Casino Studios in Des Moines, Iowa. Our program brought to you in part by our buddies at Barbarian Apparel. They can be your friends, too. Team, individual, it doesn't matter. They can do the gear that you need no matter what. You want a beach shirt, they can do those. T-shirts, hats, socks, doesn't matter. They got it going on at Barbarian Apparel. There's a reason why Stalemates calls them, as I do, America's number one apparel maker barbarian apparel ba thank you so much all right defense soap guests include our in-studio guest hollywood johnny case johnny it's the first time you've been in studio good morning yes it's great to be here i'm psyched i didn't realize that i I thought perhaps you'd already been to the gym already been working out but you don't have a fight coming up for another couple weeks right uh correct yeah so my next one um will be new year's eve going back to tokyo oh nice yes for ryzen um I have the only win over the current lightweight champion over there. So uh, I'm trying to get that fight, you know, lined up. But uh, I think he's kind of dragging dragging his feet a little bit. I don't think he's ready to give up his title just yet. Now, is Bebop's uh, hamburger joint, is that going to be on your shorts? Uh, you know what? I actually, I haven't talked to him yet. But uh, uh, they should I, be. I, they definitely should be. I, I tell you this, though. After I win that title and I get back to Iowa, that's going to be the first place I stopped again. What's <laughs> funny is that I've had a lot of Bebop's chili on my shirt and on my short but that was unintentional anyway welcome to the studio we appreciate it kara jones producing today and a big program on tap rick tasser is going to be joining us as we uh, dig deep and take a deep dive into the mcc thanksgiving throwdown which takes place wednesday november 24th and we do have room on the card i understand for our very first guest he's not just my favorite tiger of all time okay not just my favorite missouri tiger but he's also one of my favorite people that walk the face of the earth. He is the brother to Ben, or Ben is the brother to him, but this is Max Askren. Max, good morning. How are you? Hey there, Scott. Doing great. And yourself? Great, bud. Good to hear your voice. Now, um, I was talking with Couture yesterday on the phone. He a- answered, and he, I said, what do you got going on next Friday? He said, well, I'm in Greece. I said, well, right. You're, right now you're in in Greece, he said, yeah. I said, what are you doing in Greece, vacation or work? He said, Expendables 4. And I said, ah. Huh? So they got kicked out of Bulgaria for blowing up uh, Expendables 3 there. But now they're <laughs> oh, blowing man. up parts of Greece. And i got to believe I'd be a little worried for our Olympic heritage. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, so yeah. Friday's a big day for you because you get to, to spend time with your little guy. And I can, yeah. hear, I can hear him in the background. You told me it might be a little noisy. But uh, chirping, yeah, I'm sorry. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Oh, I love it. Um, believe me, mine are 33 and 32. They don't chirp anymore. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Well, maybe in different ways. <laughs> no, really. They, I hardly ever hear from either of them. And I, <laughs> All right. And that's good. okay. I, you know, I text. I see pictures of my grandson, and that's enough. Uh, Max, cool. um, you know, I look back at, at uh, your four-year career as an academic All-American. Uh, you were very disciplined in your studies what did you end up pulling out of that effort at uh, missouri in terms of a degree uh i mean so i I graduated an interdisciplinary uh degree um so i came in and i kind of wanted to study uh linguistics 
because I was interested in languages. Right. Um, but then I found out linguistics is essentially the study of how languages put together, um, but you don't actually get to speak them, um, is, is, is what I took away. So I ended up just uh, taking a compilation of Russian, French, and Japanese. Now, so I'll, I'll reference Couture one more time, and then no longer on the program. Okay. <laughs> all right. But, all right. Couture was a linguist as well. He speaks, oh, really? He speaks fluent German. Really? Yeah. How about that? I did not know that. Dude can awesome. wear a mullet and speak German at the same time. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but nowadays it kind of works out, huh? <laughs> I want to congr—I want to congratulate you and your family. Um, yeah. You came up with something called the Askren Wrestling Academy, and you, yeah. your home base is the AWA North Shore location. Which got it. Now that seems a little hoity-toity to me. The, oh, the North Shore. <laughs> it, it, it is a little bit that way. How many locations for you guys now? We have five right now. Five. Five, five full-time locations. We ran one kind of part-time um, just in the spring and the fall, um, but it's just uh, don't have enough um, support right now to have a full-time location there. Did the, COVID, did the COVID hurt you guys like it did a lot of industry? Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, we were off We were off for two and a half, three months, you know, before we kind of like started getting going again and we had protocols in place. It's kind of fortunate. One of uh, one of the kids that I coach, his dad, um, you know, is epidemiologist and yeah, like they had the first, um, they, had, they had the first mobile um, testing device um, that there was. So he could do like rapid tests and stuff like that within 20 minutes and he could do that right away. Um, so I was getting great advice from him and felt comfortable opening up. So, well, yeah. Pe- people say that you have, uh, uh, the ability, uh, or the fluency in Japanese, French, and Russian, sporadic Spanish, but impeccable English. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my English isn't terrible. <laughs> All right. So how do we advance the Askren name, uh, specifically, uh, and I know that sounds weird, but specifically globally, there's a ton of respect out there for you and your brother. Uh, it seems to me you guys, you know, got it. And there's a little bit of you guys in Tyrone, uh, or Tyrone Woodley. Uh, there's a little bit of you guys and everybody that did well for, uh, Missouri. Do you guys feel that? I mean, historically you're a hall of famer, but historically, um, there's not a lot of brothers out there that have been able to have that kind of impact, not just on their school, not just on their university, but their sport. Can you talk about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I would say, I mean, I appreciate the, the vote of confidence, but I mean, you know, coach Smith had, you know, I think a lot of really good things going at Missouri, you know, and had it on the right track and Tyron Woodley preceded both Ben and I, you know, and so he was kind of helping lead the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I remember reading my brother's, you know, cliff notes, you know, of his visits and when he decided where he's going to go. And that was the number of them. One thing is team camaraderie. And he knew that Missouri was kind of on, you know, it's like it, it was, it was a culture that he could, he, uh, could see himself having success with, you know, um, and he wanted to have it with other people. So, um, yes, you know, it's like we, we definitely helped out and I think Ben probably more so than myself helped blaze the trail. Um, but it's, uh, man, it's, it's, just, it's, it's fun being able to still stay involved. We're going down for alumni weekend in two weeks or three weeks, the first week in December. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, as far as advancing globally, you know, it's like if we can help, you know, as many kids and help the sport of wrestling, um, I think that's the ultimate goal. I still remember when your brother came out after winning over Johnny Hendricks and, uh, he had a pimp cane, a pimp cup, 
Is that what they call it? Pimp, pimp cane? Pimp, pimp cop? Pimp, what's a pimp cop? Don't know, but it's got jewels all over it and stuff. Oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> Where you drink your pimp juice out of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that what they call it, Kira? You don't know. Uh, okay. By the way, it's Kira's birthday yesterday. Nelly, and Nelly's and rapping about huh? <laughs> he and Nelly. Dallas. He and I are boys. <laughs> Nelly. Nelly and I. Uh, speaking of that, the atmosphere at uh, your facilities, can you describe that for our listeners? Because maybe there's somebody on the line, somebody listening around the country that would like to pick up on what AWA uh, is and what they can do for their kids or their athletes. Uh, you know, I mean, so I'd say, you know, it's like uh, we, try, we try and make it a, 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 say a welcoming culture. Um, I think wrestling sometimes, you know, it's like has too much of a chip on its shoulder about, you know, it's not a sport for everyone. Um, and I think, I think when you do that, you, you take out a lot of people that might be successful later on. Right. Um, and I think you also take out, you know, a great portion of the population that, um, it could do great help for, you know? So, um, you know, it's like we, 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 we have things competitive later on, mm-hmm. uh, when they're younger, it's like, you know, it's like teaching, teaching the kids to love the sport and enjoy the sport is, is, you know, it's like at the, at the, uh, forefront of what we're doing. Somewhere um, along the line, somewhere along the way, Johnny, and you know this because you were a state champion, you're on right, and and obviously did well in the UFC, but somewhere along the way, we forgot that wrestling is a game we play. And somewhere along the line, somewhere along yeah. our way, we forgot that wrestling should be fun. Yeah. I mean, was that your common experience as well? It seems like the coaches are there for, in a lot of cases, themselves. Yeah, I mean... You know, like, you know, what Max was saying, um, you know, when you're younger, you should be, it should be focused on developing your skill set. Mm-hmm. It should be focused on like, well, why do we do this? Yeah. I mean, you know, wrestling is one of the, is, is possibly the hardest sport in the world. You know what I mean? So Don't tell that to Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when you lose, it's not much fun, right? No. It's hard to have fun when you're losing. So, you know, it, it's that fine line of, okay, how much do I push? Uh, you know, how much how much do I, you know, let them, you know, kind of figure things out on their own and how much, you know, do I need to, you know, be on them and, and still the discipline it takes to win because that's what's the fun part about wrestling, right. you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like, you know, as I got older and as I got older, it was more focused on winning matches than, you know, than, uh, than developing the skill set. And even, even on into high school, you know what I mean? Like, um, just wasn't, I don't know. I wasn't being developed. I, I don't feel like as as much as like I understand the sport now, right? Um, you know, and put myself in that in that coach's position. I think I would have been focused more on you the, know on the kid, on the kid, and having yeah. fun. Yeah. Max, you always seemed to have fun. There was a time you had some issues with your neck or back. Which was it? Uh, back. Back. And and yeah. and and you and I talked about this in person, live, face to face, and you said, "Please leave me alone." And no, you didn't, but I was praying that you would get through it in order to complete your collegiate career. And then I hope that there was a career beyond that, but, uh, obviously, uh, you chose the smarter path and, um, cause I'm always for my guys. Okay. And my yeah. gals, I, I love to see the best of the best succeed, but I love to see the, the, uh, the dogs as well. The underdogs, right? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like I, I did actually compete afterwards, you know. So, my, I mean, my back still is bad. Um, you know, I don't think it'll ever be the same. I think that there's a lot of people, though, that hurt 
and uh, don't feel great, and they never did half the things that I was, you know, I was able to do. So it's like, I kind of feel like pain's going to be part of the process, regardless. Um, I love it, you know. But <laughs> but um, but yeah. But I mean, I was able to compete afterwards. I, I you know, I went. Uh, I was in New York, and actually, that's where I started. You know, AWA, and then after, uh, you know, in two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen, I came back. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I represented the U.S. at the World Cup Championships in two thousand thirteen. Um, you know, and I. I Pretty sure. I mean, we took third as a team, and I, I think I won as as an individual. You know, so. I, I just I, first of all, I love the story, but it's all true. That's the best part. Um, I don't like the fact that you're going to be dealing with this pain the rest of your life because I had back surgery. I know what we're talking about. Ah, your fusion. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. And, and I and I, 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 my God, I was so scared that I wasn't ever going to be able to walk again. Right. Yeah. I could, I, in doing the television show, generally a 30 minute TV show takes 22 minutes. So my yeah. goal is to get it done in about 45. Stand, All right. Stand in front of the camera. But here's what would happen during the back episodes before the surgery. I could do 30 seconds of the script at a time. And then I would have to lean against the wall in the studio. And my producer, you know, was great to me because he took care of, of weaving everything together. But it was my yeah. job to make the presentation. Who else is going to do it? So uh, a lot of people were counting on it. And and the best yeah. part about it is we finally made the decision to have the surgery, my yeah. wife and I. And by God, it saved the day. So yeah. it's, it's well, there's big decisions. And by the way, uh, salute to uh, Coach Gable, Dan Gable. I think it's next week. He's getting it. It could have been today, but I think it's next week. He's getting a brand new knee. All right. Oh, wow. I know. We're all very excited. He'll be yeah. able to run and jump and play with the other kids. Be tossing them on the head <laughs> in no time. No, That's so we crazy. wish we wish Coach Cable the best in terms of his recovery. He was brave and you know, replacing hips and things like that. But that boy, his bones, those joints gotta be wore down. Yeah. Other than, other well, than the back is any is there any lingering effects? No, not really. I mean, you know, it's like a new new ones, you know, as I continue to wrestle whatever, five, six days a week, um, you know, but nothing, nothing really bad, you know, it's like just little bumps and bruises and things get sore, but for the most part, you know, everything works great. You know, you take a look uh, at that career versus a three-time All-American. You're the second Tiger in program history to win three or more All-America status. Do you know who the other one is? I'm the one. Who was the first Tiger in the program history to win more AAs than three? Any Anybody? My brother. Your brother. It yeah. seems to run in the family. <laughs> By yeah. the way, you have the sweetest mom. Yeah, she, she's she is a sweetheart. She she's absolutely understood you yeah. guys from the get go. She's great with the kids too, man. She's hilarious. She's like the she's like the <laughs> uh, grand grandchild whisperer. <laughs> I like that. I did yeah. that with I did that with my dog Millie. Oh yeah, yeah, but Millie had no choice. It was be nice to Scott or don't get to eat. <laughs> right. I don't yeah. think you can do that with grandkids. I don't. No. But if you give them chocolate milk here and there, that helps. <laughs> I'm a big chocolate milk guy. I don't, I, I, I don't see a problem with it. Well, no, and here's the deal. You go, and when I first noticed it, Gold's Gym, Iowa City, I was big on, uh, you know, sports shakes and things like that, nutritional shakes. And I I walk in, and there's these monsters of metal. You know what I'm saying? And they're all yeah. sucking down gallons of chocolate milk at the time. Yes, A.E., chocolate milk rules <laughs> <Yeah>. the world. <laughs> So now I'm down to a quart every two days. Am I doing, I'm doing myself a favor, right? Right now you still do that? Oh, you bet. 
Uh, sure. <laughs> I say re- reward the body and it will perform, apparently. I'm down 28 pounds since I started the whole chocolate milk thing again. Oh, uh, really? I've got All a right. tear. Well, I just hung a tear. I'm, I'm going to say it's more probably the gym than the chocolate <laughs> milk, but. <laughs> but I did, uh, did hang a TRX. It's the only thing I have left from my old gym. So oh, yeah? I, I, I grabbed that up, uh, the plate, the bands, everything, and I hung yeah. it. I hung it. And every day I start off with a certain number of things that I can remember. <laughs> and believe me, my chest, shoulders, arms are remembering it a lot more than I am. But I tell, I tell you what, it's, uh, you know, you got to take care of yourself. And Max, you're the very epitome of um, the physique. I mean, you, you look the part of a monster collegiate wrestler. And yeah. I, I saw a picture of you the other day, actually a couple pics of you, um, coaching these little tiny guys and i gotta i gotta believe there's a great deal of pleasure in giving back all that you've learned oh yeah as i you know i I think i was telling the kids you know it's like not too long ago but i mean i think a lot of people you know especially in america measure themselves by metrics um of success that that have dollar signs by them right um and i learned a long time ago that that's that's something that is uh far from far from the most fulfilling Mm. You know, and so, uh, I mean, giving back and being a mentor and, and helping, um, young kids lead better lives and grow to great, you know, great, be great human beings is, uh, man, it's, it's the best, well, you know, win, win, win or lose, you win. You we, know? Our parents always hope that we can be better than them. Yeah. Okay. My father, yeah. my father, uh, threw a very large shadow. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I have a ton of respect, great memories of my dad. And I wish he was here today. So, because he would sit in the studio, and in 15 minutes, my conversational skills could put him to sleep. <laughs> I have a picture of him wearing Frank Gotch's bowler hat sitting in the studio at the other station, and he's sound asleep. He's wearing an Armor All pullover. Armor All. Ar- what, what am I doing? Under Armour? Under Armour. <laughs> what the hell is that? What's Armour All? I think that's like the car wipes. Okay. Like yeah, I was, I, was yeah. Like, man, I was like, he must be um, lemony fresh. Oh. Oh, I'm so sorry. So uh, Under Armour, he's wearing Under Armour. He's, he's wearing Under Armour shoes, pullover, and sweats. All <laughs> yeah. from Under Armour. And I said, Dad, where'd you get that? I got it from your office. I said, um, hmm, don't remember that. But he would come into my office and gear up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's sporting it around the assisted living facility, talking to all the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Raid the boys' stash and then go back home. Right. Favorite memory of yours, Max, in terms of your time at Mizzou? Um, hey. Man, I would say... Eating Shakespeare's pizza all the time. It, 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 I would say it's either, uh, you know, it's like one of one of the uh, movies, um, you know, that our team would go together. We always had a ritual our freshman, my freshman year. Um, you know, we would, before any tournaments, we would go to uh, movies together. So I think one time we went to Borat. Um, <laughs> and that was absolutely awesome. Right. Um, and then I'd say one of the other ones is probably partying on uh, – uh, partying on Oklahoma State one year um, at national duels, we, we we smashed them up, and then we lost to Minnesota in the finals. Um, but that, that was a lot of fun, just because I know, like before, I you know it's like Big Twelve rivalry. Um, you know, it's like they were kind of the top dogs for a long time, so it was fun to dethrone them. I think at the time I was still announcing Mizzou wrestling, 
and yeah. you and your brother invited me to a party at your house. Uh oh. <laughs> so I get there. First of all, it's a gorgeous house, and I knew that you guys have been going on and getting on behind the scenes, understanding the whole concept, the Jay Robinson concept of property ownership and leasing and renting. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember the party. I was like, my God, watching you guys let your hair down. Not that, you know, Ben's hair could be let down. It's kind of tight. But, yeah, exactly. but the idea is that, uh, you know, you guys were having a ball, and uh, mm -hmm. I got no witness you guys. It's like, taking an animal out of a zoo not that you're an animal okay but taking an animal out of the zoo and letting him run free <laughs> yeah you guys are running free you were born free as a matter of fact yeah. <laughs> all right yeah. you know what i want to give people an opportunity to check out your website give them the website and a way they can be in touch with you social yeah our, our website is awawisconsin.com um and then you know, i think we're on instagram facebook I don't believe we have a Snapchat. I don't handle, handle any social media. Um, I'm just, I'm not that kind of person. My brother does that, does enough for the both of us. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does enough yeah. for me as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're online. They can come check out the website there. And uh, we, you know, we have summer camps. So even if you're not living in Wisconsin, um, you know, it's like you guys can always come check us out. We have, I think probably the best scrambling camp there is in the country mm. uh, between Ben and myself. And then we bring in other people as well. There's a great book that um, uh, Mitch Clark wrote. It's called Scrambled Legs. Oh, really? Yeah, well, he's, he's nasty with legs. <laughs> he does. But he was long. I mean, let's face it, yeah. he's not just tall, not just handsome, not just good-looking, but he's long. Yeah, he's a beast. I, I've, I've met him a couple of times. He's good people. Oh, he's is, good. His, his, is his brother running Sacred Heart right now? Yep. He's the head coach is John, right? Johnny, yeah. Mm -hmm. He seems to be doing a great job with that program because that program is not, not funded, I don't believe, correct? It is not funded. It's fundraised, yep. and now they've got a women's program. Uh, uh, he's doing a great job. I just uh, I, I was around that area, so I kind of started taking notice, and it's fun seeing them, them grow and, and then prosper. Well, that's what the sport's all about. You know what? If we can help each other, a leg up, a hand up, and I tell you what, lending each other a hand is probably one of the best things we can do for each other no matter what. And, yeah. and Max, you know what? You've meant a lot to me in my career, but your friendship is outstanding. I appreciate your bud. My best to your family. And uh, keep fighting for those kids to have fun, okay? You got it. Will do. Max, Eskren Hall of Famer. That dude has got it going on. And you know what? It's really sad. Some people, I got it. Like like Max, okay, got the athletic skills, the intelligence, uh, model good looks, you know, kind of like you, Johnny Case. <laughs> but you think about it, um, he doesn't act like it, okay? He's just a regular guy wanting to make a difference in the sport he loves. Yeah. And for that, I thank you. Thanks, Max. He's gone. He's gone. He's probably taking care of his little boy. You know, I love that. He's well. Uh, he's probably going to be chirping a lot. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. That that shows the real side of everybody. Yeah. How we relate to our kids, and he says, "You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to be on the show." Yeah. And, and 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 what little kid is not demanding of attention when they don't get to see their dad at night because of you know he he works at night with all the other kids, but he really gets it. And I love that. All right, Johnny Case in studio. We know him as Hollywood. He's got an event coming up the night before thanksgiving so it's pre-thanksgiving throwdown <laughs> a company i used to have a an ownership position in mcc midwest cage championship where ryan i think artfully uh penned the slogan if it ain't mcc it ain't real 
<laughs> and I changed it. I said, if it's not MCC, it isn't real. <laughs> and oh, he got so upset. <laughs> so apparently slang is much more accurate than anything. Yeah, 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 I suppose. Dana <clears throat> thought that was very funny. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take quick time out on the live line. You're listening to USA Takedown. Johnny Case, Scott Casper, Kira Jones, the birthday girl in studio. We'll be back after the short time out on ESPN Radio. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Casper will be right back with more USA Takedown. All right, welcome back to the show. USA Takedown on ESPN Radio. It's 1350 and 102.1 FM. So you can get a double dose there, or you can go to the website at usatakedown.com. Look for the drop-down tab. That's where all of our programs live. The Kira is so... uh, Well, thank you, Kira. I mean, you always make sure the show's up in a timely fashion, and it shows that our total number plays the interest as we take a, a, a walk around the country with many of the greatest coaches, many of our greatest athletes, these people inspire me and i know many of them inspire you too had an opportunity to talk on his birthday just yesterday to the great tadaki hara he'll be on the show next week next friday but it was his birthday yesterday and tadaki is i think 76 years old but he was one of the very first japanese to come over to the united states you know about tadaki hara um i've heard the name i i can't really came over signed up with oklahoma state and brought all that knowledge with him and in fact, uh, many of the Japanese athletic community, specifically wrestling and mixed martial arts, were upset with him because they saw him as selling out by coming to the United States and sharing that knowledge. Well, kids, this isn't rocket science, okay? <laughs> if you can see it, like it, and can imitate it, refine it, define it, make it yours, guess what? It's You're yours. Johnny Case. <laughs> But uh, so happy birthday to uh, one of America's great artists, Tadaki Hata. Again, he'll be on the show next week. Rob Cole will be on as well. But we are in studio today with Johnny Case. Johnny, before we get into the actual promotion of Thanksgiving Throwdown that takes place at a historic venue, Valor Ballroom, um, I'm proud to say I've been asked to announce, so I had to get both tuxes out. I'm not sure which one's going to fit. Okay. <laughs> it's like Jackie Gleason, the immortal one. I uh, had a fat closet and a skinny closet. Mine is fat and fatter. Okay. <laughs> but these tuxedos, you know, you look at pictures at Madison Square Garden or wherever I've been working, I'm thinking tux has got to work for you. So, you know, I'm, I'm going full bore, full bore, making it happen. It's MCC, November 24th, Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. So there's no excuse. Are there tables still available? Um, I believe tables are sold out there. We do have front row seating available, um, at a general mission. You, you can just come to the door and get tickets there. What about the sound system? What am I going to be working with Mr. Case? Uh, yeah, it's gotta be make gr- a case for your sound if, system. The show is going to be awesome. You know, uh, got, you know, the smoke, the lights, it's going to be a good show. You know, that's uh, all about me. What about the fighters? The fighters? <laughs> man, yeah, it, it's, it, it's going to be a great card. You know, we have, uh, great matchups as far as um you know exciting matchups stylistically on the amateur side we have great main event um actually you have two right you've got two pro fights to wrap up the night after intermission you go one two two more and uh, we're going to be talking with one half of each of those fights right yeah we are yep alex cooper he'll be the main event that's actually my cousin he'll be making his pro debut at uh 145 um so i'm excited to see his his career now, Tassler is going to be on the show, your partner, right? Correct. Yep. All right. So how many 
Tassler or Case family members are involved in this promotion? Oh man, so the whole family <laughs> technically, you know. But uh, <laughs> as far as blood blood goes, you know, Rick and I, Rick's my uncle, um, Alex is my my nephew. So uh, you know, it'll be the, the trio of us anyway. You know, uh, and you got to treat family right. You got to treat them right, and uh, and they have to treat you right. You know, that's what family does. But you guys have been able to continue to grow MCC, even in the face of the pandemic. It's an expensive proposition for sure, but you've always looked to keep the uh, the health and welfare of your fighters and your fans who come through the door that pay the tickets that allow you to pay the fighters. I mean, you've always kept that first and foremost, safety. Always, man. That's, and that's how it always goes. You know, I got into this promoting because you know i wanted to give back to the fighters i wanted mm-hmm. to help the fighters that you know the young kid that i was you know lost without Dude, you're still young okay well you know i've been places a little bit more but through fighting you know and fighting is really what kind of took me from the lost kid yeah you know kind of put me on a path to where i'm at now and you know i want to give i want to give that to you know the lost kids that i was you know and and give that back to mixed martial arts in the state of iowa you know grow the sport grow the talent grow the fan base um you know, all the, all the, all of that, you know? So, so so if I was a coach out there and I knew you were available to come in and do a clinic with my athletes, let's say a group of high school kids or whatever, you know, the first thing that gets you through the door is your, um, your record. Okay. But once they get to know you, that's where the surprise lies. Okay. (laughs) Because you are an absolute stand up guy that does want to give back. And, uh, the community that you came from Jefferson, Iowa, green County out in, uh, what well, would that be Northwest here about 42 minutes yep, yep. to be exact. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, good morning to Travis Dvorak at wild rose casino studios, or excuse me at wild rose casino <laughs> and resort. This is the wild rose casino studios. But, um, you know, that's one thing I've noticed about you. Who's got the wrestling school out there in Jefferson? Um, TJ Seabolt. Yeah. yeah. TJ Seabolt wrestling Academy. Yeah. And he needs to do a lot more promotion because he's got the, uh, credentials. Oh yeah. To do that. All right. Back to you. 27, seven and one. You don't often see a draw in mixed martial arts. Well, we saw one at football, didn't we? Just a, a, a night or two ago. And I'm thinking, what the hell? Who does a draw? The major league baseball has, and boy, did the fans let him hear it. But what are your thoughts about a draw? Yeah. You know, uh, the draw, my draw on my record is, uh, with back-to-back PFL champion, Nathan Schultz. Um, so we fought, and in and, and like a, a, a different criteria for the tournament. So we, it was a two fights in one night in an eight man tournament, million dollar tournament. Um, and since in the U in the United States, anyway, if you're fighting, you cannot fight more than five rounds in a night. That's right. So the first fight of the night was a two round fight. And the criteria of the first year was if it's a draw, meaning if one person wins round one, one per- person wins round two, then it's a draw. But whoever went, won the round, the first round advances in the tournament. So he, you know, he kind of, he controlled me, subdued me first round, didn't really land any strikes, didn't really, you know, have any submission attempts. And then, you know, I, I had him, you know, kind of knocked out on his feet in the second round. And, uh, since the criteria was whoever won the first round, they advanced. So he, he, he got to advance, but, um, at least it wasn't a loss, I guess. I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Case, you know, Miss Hollywood, our guest in the studio today. And I hope he comes back and does it all again with us. He's going to be here for both hours as we talk MCC Thanksgiving throwdown. But we look at that career, 27 wins in your pro career. 
You, I mean, you look at some of the biggest names that were well promoted. They don't have 27 wins. Yeah. You know, you think about that. That's pretty rare in rarefied air to be exact. You know, you, you took your, and you've never been afraid to do this. One thing I've noticed about the best fighters in the world, they're not afraid to change it up. That's one of the top gyms in the country that fighters go to would be extreme couture in Las Vegas. Okay. And, uh, I've been there many times. I've watched a whole bunch. Matter of fact, I did a couple live broadcasts there for catch wrestling. Do you know about catch? Oh yeah, I would. I would say I'm more of a catch wrestler myself. I would think you would be perfect for it. Yeah, yeah. even as you advance in age into your 30s, um, I look at these guys and uh, I'm, I'm I'm amazed. Matter of fact, there's a brand new documentary coming out. I'm in, and it's called For the Love of Catch, and uh, one of the reigning champs, uh, Kern Jacobs, is the executive producer of this thing. And we, they talk to all these people that have knowledge of catch wrestling in the turn of the century. I'm glad we got, I'm glad catch wrestling is not the primary wrestling that's out there. Okay. <laughs> because there's a bunch of ways to win and hurt your opponent. Okay. It's pretty cut and dried in terms of collegiate or high school wrestling. Um, you know, folk style, freestyle doesn't matter. It's pretty cut and dried. What is legal? What is not illegal? or what is illegal, what is not illegal. And you look at those guys that are perfectionists at it. There's ways to hide things. If you're breaking somebody's finger and the referee can't see it, guess what? Dude's finger still broke. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Chokes especially. Guys who are really good with the head and arm yeah. positions, front headlock positions, uh, you know, that's you can choke a lot of people unconscious. And it's legal in wrestling, you know, so... Uh, it takes a really skilled referee to kind of understand what's going on. But if you're good at catch wrestling, you're good at head arm chokes, man. I've seen guys put countless guys to sleep and, and illegal moves. So, right. So yeah. Have you ever been put to sleep? Um, I have been put to sleep. Yes. Uh, and, and, um, in practice, I've been put to sleep many times, but, uh, <laughs> knock on wood, never, never been put to sleep in competition. I, oh uh, the, you guys are crazy. No, 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 we're not crazy. How about, oh, yeah, a guy choked me out. It's no big deal. <laughs> One of the fine. greatest athletes in my, in my life is the uh, legend that is the great Danny Hodge. Okay. Now, Danny was a champion in college wrestling, a champion in uh, international style. He was a champion boxer and a champion pro wrestler. Never lost in any one of those sports. That's why he made it to the front cover of the then 15-cent-priced Sports Illustrated. <laughs> 15 cents a copy back then. Man, what a stud, though. Yeah. What an honor. My buddy here, Doug, bought Sports Illustrated. Bought the whole thing. No kidding. Then he made money by selling it off again. <laughs> 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 Meredith bought everything that Time, Inc. was holding, including Sports Illustrated. Meredith Corporation. Now Sports Illustrated has is gone, and now you look at what Meredith is doing. Meredith has got bought by one of the uh, country's largest digital firms, and uh, they are advancing, you know, the, the 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 fame. But as soon as Doug got that deal done, the sale of Meredith Corporation, boom, he's got retirement. He's out. Yeah. What, what is does retirement ever even enter the conversation for you as far as you know? When do you see? Because and I'm gonna I'm leading up to boxing okay okay mma is so demanding it's like wrestling is so demanding but boxing is something completely foreign for most mma guys competitors male or female um you know it seems to me you've taken to like a duck takes takes to water you've taken to boxing 
exceedingly well. I've watched some video of you um, training, working out. I've been cage side for both of your your boxing uh, fights out in Jefferson, and they're not giving you cakes. They're not giving you cans. Okay, what they're doing, Monty Cox, like Joe Boris. Okay, Joe. Bo- by the way, what a nice guy. Great dude. Yeah. So as soon as he got back to the locker room, he looked me up on Facebook, and we became friends. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a heck of a fight, and he had incredible credentials but yet you were able to put him down uh that just tells me that you've been able to acclimate to the sport and it's not always comfortable is it because you want to like henderson <laughs> you want to take the guy down yeah but uh what i notice is that it, you seem to be very comfortable in that is it purely repetition uh and and training that got you to that point you know, honestly, I think it's just been just I've been fighting at the highest level in MMA for the last decade, you know, and, um, you know, no, no knock to boxing, but it's there's so much less going on in a boxing fight Big fight time. than yep. there is in an MMA fight. You know, it's literally one third of the fight that mm-hmm. I got to worry about. I don't have to worry about getting kicked in the head. I don't have to worry about leg kicks. I don't worry about wrestling. Um, you know, gr- you know, there are levels to this, obviously, and I've gone of with course. phenomenal <laughs> boxers, you know, who, you know, can put it on me. But um you know, I, I, I won those two, my first two fights, not by going out there and outboxing those guys. I went out there and I outfought those guys. I went out there and I knew that, we, you know, we stand in the fire together and I'm going to, my hand's going to be raised, you know? So me going out there with that mindset and putting the pressure on, you know, I know it's only four rounds, you know, three minute rounds compared to three, five minute rounds or five, five minute rounds for a title. So I know if I'm just punching, I can punch for hours. I can go for days. I don't have to worry about losing power losing speed it's when you start wrestling and start you know getting your arms doing other things that um you know you kind of start losing the, the power so you know honestly my confidence it's just my confidence from knowing that you know i've been in, i've been standing across the cage you know with the world's best fighters for the last decade right. you know and it and they matter. have been standing across the cage from you <laughs> exactly 27 wins seven losses and and some of those losses um you know, could have gone really either way. Yeah. Uh, I think judging uh, has gotten to be uh, much better, okay, since the Gracies were kind enough. <laughs> I mean, they gave us John McCarthy, okay? Yeah. John McCarthy was scheduled to fight for $20,000 against another Gracie Academy guy, right? And the story is this. And John, I think he's told that story on the show. But big John McCarthy... Uh, was scheduled, and they were going to have to pay him twenty grand. They did not have, <laughs> so they needed a Gracie to be in that spot. Yeah. So what they did is they made Big John the referee, huh. and paid him. I don't know how much, but I think it was a couple grand. But um, they put in one of their own guys. Thank, thankfully for the Gracie legacy, <laughs> he won. But Henzo has even told me this story about um, about how the the origin of mixed martial arts or BJJ. Uh, you know, has come about how it's grown, but really it's become more refined. Agree or disagree? Oh, I would agree. hundred percent. Yeah. And you take somebody like, um, who's the little guy from Ireland? McGregor. Yeah. Connor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Connor, time to get in the car. He's like, what? Four foot five, four, six. <laughs> well, his ego is like 10 foot, 10, 10 foot seven. But... <laughs> I don't fault anybody with an ego as long as I can back it up. <laughs> well, dude he... wears tiny suits. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of respect for him. George St. Pierre and I became friends. Yeah. GSP is one of the kindest guys on planet earth and came from nothing, nothing. Mm -hmm. Always said from the very beginning of his fight career that he wanted to pay for his parents home, buy it off. 
and, and give it to him. And he did that. But what told me about him, we were doing a show called Inside MMA on HDNet with Boss Rutten and uh, uh, Kenny and Ron Kruk. And he said, <laughs> and I, no, I called his, uh, his manager at the time, Sherry. And I said, Sherry, I always do something when I come out and do this show once a month. And I said, I go down to Whittier, California. And in Whittier, California, and it's a suburb, right? But it's also undervalued suburb. In other words, a lot of challenges there for the residents. In a, a, that subdivision, if you will, there is a garage. It's an unattached garage. I'm going to get there. Um, it, it's an unattached garage, and its interior is all painted in black. So you walk in. The only thing that you see is a neon light in the ceiling that says open. The kids that train there, that work out there, were put there by courts. Okay? There's a reason wrestling was taught to these kids. There's a reason they would show up in the state till midnight when they didn't have to. Because what they were learning, what they were a part of, was something bigger than themselves. Okay? Well, I told the story to Sherry. Sherry said, well, you know, because of you, we're going to do that show. And I said, well, what about the night before? Can, can you guys join me and go to Whittier? So we went to Whittier. We're all driving. GSP's in the back, Sherry's <laughs> co-pilot. And I hate LA traffic with a passion. But we did we did quite well. So we get down there, and on the way, we stop at a cheeseburger stand, and GSP, three cheeseburgers, doubles. <laughs> and the owner knew who he was, so we didn't have to pay for anything, right? Autograph picture, obviously. But we get to Whittier, get to this uh, double-car garage, garages down uh coach is waiting for us understands but he hasn't told anybody anything i could hear him introduce me he says special guest tonight scott casper from takedown radio tv so i walk in you know a lot of the kids i knew and they come up hug handshakes all that stuff i said well fellas i said don't waste it i said i'm not the special guest and i introduced sherry <laughs> and she comes in well i'm not the special guest and these kids are going what the heck what the heck I said, you guys may not know this, but she manages one of the top fighters the world has ever known. And these kids are like, who, who, who? And I said, this is your special guest, ladies and gentlemen, from Canada. He is MMA sweetheart. He truly is. I said, George St. Pierre. These kids were bouncing off the <laughs> ceiling. They were crying. And George came in. It was supposed to do 15-minute signing. No. He's there for two hours on technique that's what wrestling is to him. That's what wrestling, I get this feeling. I, I have pretty good understanding, but that's what wrestling is to me. The opportunity to give back. Nobody's looking. Yeah. Nobody has to look. You look. Yeah. And I guarantee there's one person. One. That's it. That's it. I'm pointing toward the ceiling. And I'm not talking yeah. about our lights here in the studio. No. No. I'm <laughs> God. Thank God. Thank God. All right. Johnny Case in the studio. We'll continue our conversation with him. But coming up, we're bringing in the law. Rick Tassler on the show. This is USA Tip Down from the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Our guests and our show continues after this short timeout. Stay tuned. You know you like it. Have no fear. The True American will be right back with more USA Takedown. All right, welcome back to the show. USA Takedown, the birthday girl, Kira Jones, producing the show. In studio, the great Hollywood Johnny Case. Got an event, got a fight coming up. He's got to fly over, what, five time zones? 
<laughs> the yeah, few. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other side of the world. Other side of the world. Japan, the land of the rising sun. You are fighting for, is it Ryzen? Ryzen. Yeah. Ryzen. R-I-Z-E-N. Ryzen. R-I-Z-I-N. Exactly. Yeah, just like land what of the I rising say? sun. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you, you're going to be going over there to back to Japan. You have a, a many fight contract with them. Uh, you have some transportation back and forth, which is very cool of them. Because family, obviously, and I've, I've noticed this with you, family is so important. If I look at your posts, that's the thing I pull out of it the most. It's not Hollywood. It's dad. And, dude, that is so special. Thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, that was that was really the turning point in my life, you know, when my kids came into my life. And, you know, it wasn't, it, it took the pressure off because, you know, it wasn't about me anymore. That's right. You know, I have two two little guys who, who you know, depend on me to go out and, and, you know, and succeed, and, you know, and, provide uh, it's not about me anymore. And that, that was the biggest, the biggest strength, the biggest like turning point in my life. And, um, you know, this is the best thing I have in my life, period. Your uncle and partner with MCC. And by the way, MCC Thanksgiving throwdown takes place Wednesday, November 24th at the famed Valor ballroom. There's only a few ballrooms like this left, but this is one I've always enjoyed working in. I sound good in there. I sound really good. <laughs> which is really hard to do. Um, our guest at this time is your uncle. He's a uh, member of the law enforcement community. So hats off to our next guest, Rick Tassler. Rick, good morning. How are you? Good, Scott. How are you doing this morning, buddy? I, I'm good. And I was a little bit uh, taken aback yesterday when I called you and you were in the middle of writing a guy a ticket. And it was I like, love you. <laughs> you called it something else. It wasn't a ticket. It was like a summons or citation. Citation. That's it. It's like an award. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Fifty-five over. Um, anyway. right. I don't. I don't think my autograph's worth as much as my nephew Johnny Case's, but uh, I try to give a few every now and then. How cool is that? That you guys were able to form a relationship of trust, one that uh, seldom questions each other, if only for the right reasons. But being able to take over a company like MCC that has you know saw its uh, share of. Uh, ups and downs but I'll, one thing i've always found is that people that come see me at my regular work right hey you know you're scott right it's, yeah you, you've announced me several times in mixed martial arts this is that right what's your name mm, don't remember that one. but no you know you play the game but the, the important part is wrestling mixed martial arts guys like you guys like johnny and Johnny said this in the in early part of the show today. He said he does it because he wants to give back to the fighters when seldom. And that was an altru altruistic goal for me as well as a promoter. But then you realize the hardest thing about a fight is putting the card together and keeping the card together. And Rick, that's I, I saw the recent post. The recent iteration of this thing looks to be the one we're taking home. But this is a red corner, blue corner night, baby. And I tell you what, we're looking at this thing. You've got a heck of a card going on. Talk to us a little bit about the process and the art of building a fight card. Man, it's been tough, Scott. This is this is my 17th year of being a matchmaker and owning, you know, my now my second promotion, but my original promotion, Brutal. And uh, this has probably been one of the most stressful cards I've ever had. You know, I work full time. I went back last year and got my finished my education degree. So I work Monday through Thursday, and then I sub at at the high school and the elementary school every Friday. And now uh, Johnny and I got the bright idea to bring back NCC. <laughs> so instead of instead of running one promotion, Johnny and I are running two together, and uh, it's a lot of stress on us. You know, with Johnny just signing back with Ryzen, and you know, getting into his boxing venture and stuff like that. Him and I are both thread uh, 
spread pretty thin. But our only goal when we brought this back, Scott, was to give Midwest fighters a yeah. better avenue to make it to the big shows. A Johnny's platform. Connections. Yes. Johnny's Connections, my business adventures that I've had, you know, one of the longest running promotions still in Iowa here. Our goal is not to brag about what we've done for the fighters and stuff like that is to just to stay silent, not all that smoke and lights, not to brag about being the biggest cage in the state of Iowa and stuff like that. Our only goal is to get these fighters to Bellator, to the UFC, to Ryzen, to the PFL, and help them reach their goals. And we've started the first year out well, and, uh, but man, like you said, this card has been a bear to mm. keep together. I've lost a lot, of, a lot of sleepless nights, buddy. Yeah, and, 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 you know, everybody said, well, I'll get there for the main event. You're missing out. If you don't think the undercard in large part is better than the main event, you're goofy. These guys yeah. are throwing it. They're trying to make a point, trying to make a name, and they get out there and get after it. I've seen some incredible undercard fights in my career uh, as an announcer and as a promoter, um, with the exception, perhaps, of my very first one, my very first event at seven flags event center we had five ufc belts in the in the house that night couture uh, uh militich sylvia pulver and fisher that's a lot you think about it wow but and we made a lot of money we were yes. still selling tables for a thousand bucks a piece that <laughs> night the fire marshal was in the front row and we were taking care of him <laughs> but Holy put, cow. We, we were way, we were way over uh capacity that's all I'm going to yeah. say about that. But it's it's been longer than seven years, so they can't arrest me, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. right. You're past, past so, the statute of limitations. Thank God. All right. So we look at building a card, but then there's the maintenance of the fighters, the relationships, the corners, the call you don't want to get is the guy saying, you know what? I injured myself in training. Well, first yeah. of all, you know there's a fight coming up. You best be taking your camp a little differently, a little more serious. You got to go for endurance, Johnny. I mean, endurance is huge. Running the long game, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, and that's something that's kind of you know played out, you know, since you know when this sport kind of started, it was the tough man. It's just mm -hmm. like go hard, go fast. You know, what I mean, just no recovery. Go, 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 go. And uh, you know, now it's really a thinking man's game, and you know, less is more as far as you know wear and tear on the body, um, less sparring, more you know, more drilling, more cardio outside of the gym. Um, and I mean, yeah, you got to be smart these days, you know, there's just in, in a sport like MMA where it's so crazy and anything can happen and injuries are, you know, you know, injuries can come out of nowhere. You know, you really got to be taking care of yourself. You got to be smart. And uh, if you really want to have a, a career, you know, the lasting career, you got to, you got to take care of yourself. You know, when we bought um, or no, when we came up with uh, battle at the barn for Jeremy Stevens, we had Diego in, uh, we had uh, uh, Rashad in. Uh, we had Mike. Uh, I'm trying to think of Mike's last time. Whitehead. Van Arsdale. Oh, Van Arsdale. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Um, and I love Mike. But we had all these guys in for a reason to throw a little bit of light and back up the emergence of um, Jeremy Stevens. And so we're we got TV there and everything. You know why? Because. Because we wanted to give Jeremy a leg up. Okay. So what, what ended up happening is that uh, I introduce him. I'm up in the cage. I introduce him. He comes out and he's got a full mask on. And kind of, <laughs> I mean, I understand what he was trying to do, but he apparently didn't understand what I was trying to do. So promoter's job, I guess, is my point, is never really done. Hand-holding all the way to fight night. 
instructions backstage in the locker room so very important but that's where the element of control really comes in from a promoter's standpoint i left boxing for a reason because at the time i found out my main events were colluding with each other the managers i overheard a conversation they said well if you guys lose tonight we'll have a rematch and we'll lose the next time yeah what? <laughs> yeah and <laughs> at this time i was promoting out of prairie meadows and once I heard that, I realized the Bob Arum and uh, uh, Don King effect had slithered all the way down to that level. Thankfully, we're seeing a reemergence of boxing. Those two dudes, St. Flair, for the most part, out. Uh, but we've got to hold ourselves to a higher degree, and I think MCC does that, specifically under your ownership, both you guys. I have a ton of respect for, Rick, what you've done with Brutal, but even more so, what you know, when you look back at your partner's career, as a member of your family, I get to believe you sit next to each other at family dinners. Yeah, of course we do. <laughs> Why this not? Sport has brought, this, this sport has brought Johnny and I both so many long lasting friends, but not only that, it is, it has literally brought our family together. Mm. You know, my twin, bro, my twin brother and I, and Johnny and his brother were competing at the same time. And I tell you compete, you know, we were competing together three times a week in that gym and making each other better. And, Iron sharpens iron, buddy. And since then, I mean, Johnny is not my nephew. He's one of my best friends. And it just, it's a great to be in business with him because we have the same mindset, and that is kill or be killed. And uh, we're not going to lose at this. We're going to succeed, and we're going to make this, again, one of the biggest things in the Midwest. And uh, we're really looking forward to this show and then what 2022 brings. You know, I think that's the greatest part. There are friends that you make because of this mine have been we talk about them on the show all the time but relationships when they take your call you've obviously meant something to them um you know there have been some really tough guys that in the middle of an interview would just break down and, and cry and i've you know those are not the moments i live for but that's that life experience when you see a guy go to his very first fight win or lose there are tears in his eyes and there's a gratefulness around it because there are others along for the ride. And you guys really have been able is. to help each other out. And I love that about you guys. Hey, the fight card we're talking about is Valor Ballroom, Wednesday night, November 24th. That's next week, the night before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving throwdown. And for whatever reason, this is like the biggest fight of the year anywhere in the state of Iowa and most likely in the Midwest. People come from everywhere to be a part of it. Johnny, um, where can people can they go to the sponsors and buy tickets guys like uh insanity fight where anglo anglo scotty um, is scotty miller dude <laughs> i love that guy he's always been there for us bebop certified auto ta services Kaluzi realty tc mays two what what is that tc mays two TC Maze 2 is Mark Shivers up in Fort Dodge, Iowa, one of the best sponsors I've ever had in my brutal promotion. He follows me everywhere and uh, loves Johnny Case, loves Alex Coover. Just a huge sponsor for the whole family. I love it. As is Rhodes Bar, uh, Des Moines Wheel Repair. And who, who amongst us has never been to a rim? <laughs> okay, and I'm not going to say how I got onto the curb, but I will tell you that <laughs> Des Moines Wheel Repair can get it done. Kendra's Remediation. Well, that's a big word I hadn't seen all day today. Kira, you didn't warn me about remediation. Uh, Walter Roofing and Solar, that's a huge deal you right now. You write these. What? Don't put this on me. You write <laughs> no. these. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hang you on You think now. the script happens all by itself? Come on. 
And then, of course, Martindale Pinnacle Construction. So many great folks. And they show up, by the way. The sponsors show up with family and friends, and and, uh, they love to see the competition as well. But you mentioned 18 years in uh, the sport. Uh, Tell us about your wrestling background. I, I just wrestled for Jefferson Scranton High School. Tom Ball was my wrestling coach. Um, never really wanted to wrestle back then. I just wanted to uh, hunt and fish the whole time. So my twin <laughs> brother was a standout wrestler, um, good juco wrestler, and then uh, D2 wrestler in South Dakota. Um, I was just along for the ride with him and stuff like that. I didn't really get tough until 21 when I became a police officer and started training in judo and jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. And then my wrestling got a lot better going with uh, the studs I was going with in the room and stuff like that. I could have been a standout wrestler in, in high school. My coach always told me that. My twin brother always told me that and stuff, who was a standout wrestler. But Johnny and I just, uh, we loved wrestling. We loved the sport, but uh, we liked the extracurricular activities a lot more, and uh, we didn't dedica- dedicate ourselves until later in life. And then uh, we have the regrets of not going back, but we made up for it in the sport of MMA, and that's what we our drive is now, but we love working with the wrestlers because there's nobody with more work ethic and more mental toughness and stuff when the wrestlers, and we don't have the wrestlers pulling out for, you know, broken toes <laughs> right. and nails like we do some of these basketball players. Right. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, my. One of my favorite basketball players has a gym just uh, out in, in uh, uh, Johnston, right on uh, Beaver North. Uh, yeah. 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 And I was also, at wrestling practice with Vic last night, as a matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> also, a hell of an electrician. Yes. Apparently, didn't like being yeah. an electrician. Yeah. Yeah, but a tremendous dad, too. But he, if he didn't have mixed martial arts, he should have stayed in, in basketball. A dude can play. He got game. Yeah. Yeah. He, he actually just got inducted into his school, um, Hall like of his, fame. his Hall of Fame. Yeah. What for, was that? It wasn't Seidel, was it? Uh, no, that's yeah. near. Yeah, that's near. I, he he had just told me that, but um, man, I forget. I I, I don't want to. By the way, Joe Brammer's got great commercials out right now. You see him online, <laughs> and his first thing you see is Josh Near talking. He's going, "I'm Josh Near." That's it. I wonder how difficult it was to get him to say those few words. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have a ton of love and respect for Josh, but you know, I'm going to break down uh, the side side guard, okay, or full mount or whatever it is, and they do it. And then very simply, you know, the name of his business and elite, elite, uh, edge, right. And, uh, yep. it's just very unique. His perspective, uh, Brammer's perspective on this business is amazing. Yeah. He's another great friend. You know, mm-hmm. he's been nothing but a brother to me. All right, Rick, in the time remaining, tell people where they can buy tickets. Uh, who should they call? What social should they be on? in order to be in touch with this uh, incredible night of great action? We do most of our social media just on Facebook. We're a simple platform and stuff like that. Like I said, we dedicate our time to the fighters, not to the lights and smoke and all that. All the athletes have tickets, and they get a percentage. So from my business point, I'd rather have you buy it from the fighters because they get more more money that way. Um, You can buy them from Johnny and I, or you can just get them at the door the night of the show. Um, all the VIP tickets right now are spoken for. That is, uh, we got 37 tables wow. all gone. We have 150 seat tickets all gone. We got general admission tickets left for $25. Uh, Valerie Barroom, Doug, I mean, he's second to none. He's a, right. such a great guy to work with. So much nostalgia, so much, you know, history in that building. We love being back at the Valerie. There's not a bad seat in the house. Mm-mm. Come support these local fighters because you will be seeing them just like Johnny Case and, and uh, all the big guys on the the big show and 
supporting them now will get you a, get you know just help them get the foot in the door for the big show later. And nobody forgets that that's one of the great things. These guys have ter- terrific memories, as we do with you, Rick. Appreciate the time today. Uh, one bullet or two today. Uh, I'm actually off today, so uh, I am staying far away from anything except uh, <laughs> MMA today. I love it, but I appreciate you taking the time to join us, and you have my ultimate respect for the service you provide, and uh, I tell you what, a citation means there was a mistake, but we look past that, get past it, and you've got a safe town in which to uh, call home. Rick, God bless you. We'll look forward to seeing you next Wednesday, and uh, it'll be MCC thanksgiving throwdown folks tickets are available make sure you check it out get them from like ben halder he's gonna be on the show in a little bit alex coover will be on the show in a little bit both those guys are selling tickets we'll tell you more in hour number two stay tuned thanks rick thanks buddy have a good day all right you too all right more guests on the defense soap newsmaker hotline coover and halder another open segment at the end as we wrap on uh, wrestling news but in studio the great johnny case stay tuned there's more This is USA Takedown on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN. All guests on USA Takedown appear on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. Joe Rogan said, that stuff is awesome. I just ordered a ton of it and use it every day. Defense Soap, it's what the pros use. Little uh, little GNR to start you up. Guns and Roses, yeah, back when they were a very cool band. And I uh, tell you what, we love that music and radio. We do, we do, we do. Kira Jones at the helm of the mothership today, pushing the buttons as we go coast to coast, border to border, and all those ships at sea. Johnny Case, they call him Hollywood. One of my favorite movies is a movie called 1941. And it was the fear of the West Coast that uh, the Japanese would attack the West Coast. Oh, It was a very solid fear because there's people regular folks that were charged with keeping an eye on the horizon on the on the water facing west and keeping an eye out for submarines matter of fact they actually uncovered a submarine offshore okay but when the original japanese sub uh surfaces and the the hatch opens guy a little asian fella he, he he's got uh, binoculars turns around turns around there through his binoculars, he sees what he thinks is Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) And boy, was that a long description. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the show as we come to you live from the uh, Wild Rose Casino Studios. Hey to Travis Dvorak and friends. We appreciate that. Uh, Out there in Jefferson, course locations at Emmitsburg and Clinton as well. But uh, great place to game, great place to stay, stay for the fun and uh, all of that. But it's always affordable. Just enjoyed a conversation with Rick Tassler, co-promoter, MCC Thanksgiving Throwdown at the Valor Ballroom, West Des Moines, Wednesday, November 24th. Doors at 6.30, fights at 7.30, tremendous undercard, but we have perhaps one of the uh, the best guys. I've never had anybody as excited to be on this program as uh, our very first guest in our number two. Would you like to do the introductions? <laughs> yes, I certainly would. Yeah, <laughs> this would be my cousin, uh, Alex Coover, the alley cat, we call him. I love that. <laughs> he's ru- rugged, tough kind of, you know, <clears throat> not not too much to look at either, you know. Nope. <laughs> um, you know what cats are, are, male cats especially. If you're an alley cat, you're probably a male cat. You got to fight. 
Yeah. But alley cat, uh, they, they, they mark their territory. It's yeah. called spraying. Yeah. And try to get that out of your carpet. <laughs> no! But he, he joins us now, the uh, acclaimed fighter, Alex Coover. Alex, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, buddy. You're sitting on a 10-2 and two MMA career in the amateur side. Talk to us about that move. It's It's got to be a big decision going from AMI, right, to a pro fight. Talk to us about that decision. Um, yeah, I just I didn't want to make it too soon, but I didn't want to wait too long, you know, so I just had to make sure I was comfortable with fighting pro. Um, just made sure I had a lot of the holes in my game out of there before I made the transition, and I believe I'm ready now. So, And, and Johnny, uh, who was on the fight card with us out there, a legend in mixed martial arts, uh, big head, but he, Monty Cox brought him in, put him on the card. Oh, Jeremy Horn. Jeremy Horn. All right. So Jeremy <laughs> was really a professional before he turned professional. By that, he was fighting in bars all across the country. Yeah. And racking up win after win after win. That was then. This is now. Back then, in some instances, tournament fashion, you could fight three times in a night. Like Pat Militich had, had a gas tank, an amazing gas tank. He could go. But it's different today, isn't it? Oh, it's so much different. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was kind of a, a time when the sport was, you know, I wouldn't say it wasn't as well developed, but guys, you you know, you were fighting more like a boxer versus a wrestler or like, you know, guys had holes in their game. Whereas right. Now, nowadays it's, you know, it's, everybody's pretty good. Everybody's training everywhere, you know, for the sport's been around a while and, and you, you know, you're not finding guys that are so easily to beat, meaning you're going to be, you know, you're going to be in wars, you're going to be in fights where you're taking damage and it's just a little more difficult to, you know, endure three fights in one night when, when everybody's going to come, come ready to <clears throat> put it on you, you know? You know, when I was, and Alex, pardon me for taking any of your time, but the idea is that we get across what the sport is for you, your start and all that, but one of the guys that I spent a lot of time with on my last USO tour was a guy named Kevin Randleman, and not just an NCAA champ, not just a UFC champ, but a guy that was there at the very dawning of what we now know as mixed martial arts in the UFC. So he's one of my heroes, okay? The late, great Kevin Randleman. Hermes Franco was on that tour. Tom Jones. Uh, the, the names, you know, were surrounded by greatness on that particular trip. But um, who is it in the world of mixed martial arts that you actually enjoy watching when it comes to uh, a pay-per-view or live event? Who do you like to watch? Um, of course, Johnny Hollywood K. Oh, stop. Uh -huh. oh. But, I paid him to say You got that. the memo. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I like, uh, I like watching Max Holloway. I like uh, Yair Rodriguez. They actually just fought last weekend, but... Uh, Korean Zombie has always been one of my favorites. I just, I like those kind of guys. I saw a fight between, and for the life of me, cannot remember the Japanese fighter's name, but Don Fry and this guy. Oh, yeah. You know the fight I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, about. and Pride, yeah. legendary. That's exactly it. Pride, four ropes on the ring. But Fry's got his left hand around this uh, Asian guy's head and his neck, just holding him there. And the Asian guy's got... Uh, the Japanese fighter has his, his hand around the neck of uh, Don Fry, and they are just wailing on each other. Now, I don't know if there's anything illegal done in that stand-up, but more I tell you what, you look at the total number of downloads on that fight. Yeah, it, it, Yoshihiro Takiyama, it, it was the opponent. Well, see, that that's why they love you in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 
right, Alex, in as much as you are a co-main event, what do you know about your competition and Jimmy Padilla? Um, I just I think he's a he's a boxer, kickboxer kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't. I haven't been paying too much about him. I I just been working on myself and getting myself ready for any fight that comes. And I feel like anywhere the fight goes, I'm better. So. But your your design and the design of every fighter out there, and Johnny, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the intention to make the fight your own? They've got to come to you into your web, right? You're the spider. Oh yeah. Okay. Exactly. And 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 I think that's what I'm getting from you, Alex. Is that you know this is a fight that you want to happen, and you want to you want to be on the W side, right? I mean, who doesn't? But this is going to be a tremendous main event i can't i literally can't wait as much as i value every single day the lord puts in front of me i want it to be wednesday right away (laughs) that's okay right how are ticket sales going for you alex you got a big crowd scheduled to join you there i am actually all sold out of tickets i sold quite a few so we can print more um we can print more (laughs) that was always a problem the plane tickets that we started with Man, we we took in so many tickets that were counterfeits. It wasn't even funny. We figured that out with Ticketmaster. I'll tell you what. All right, Alex, your background, how how old were you when you started uh, to compete in anything? What was that like? Uh, I've been doing sports all my life. Uh, I grew up really loving football, so then I went and played in college, and then uh, I didn't really like school, so I started to do plumbing and HVAC, and then... Around, like, 21 years old is when I started competing in MMA. Now, are you working for yourself, or are you a part of a, a larger company? Or, uh, tell us no, about I, work, work. I work for uh, Miller Miller Plumbing okay. in Menlo. Yeah. And that's, that, that keeps you busy? Yeah, it does. Mm. He actually is uh, really easy to work with. Like, he's letting me take a break right now to be on the show. So. Well, I made a call, <laughs> and uh, he, was, he was totally cool with it. He said, Alec, it? I said, yeah. He said, done. You can have seven minutes. That's it. All right, so our goal is to put you guys over, introduce you the correct way, but give you the atmosphere of the uh, the fans of MMA, and they're not going to be disappointed no matter how this thing turns out, but I have a feeling that you're going to come out victorious. This is a fight made for you, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Talk to us about your sponsors before we lose track of time. Who's, who's helping you get there? Well... I'm really grateful because I actually have quite a few sponsors that really help me out and make it really easy to train. Um, all right, we'll start with Pi Five Pizza. Uh, my dad, he owns a trucking company, and he sponsors me, Ryan Mann. Mark Shrivers, he sponsors the show also. He's actually became one of my really good friends, too. He's a really good guy. Uh, Richie Bros Junk Removal, Modern Mountaineer Apparel, uh, One Hemp Kitty, 3D Construction, Aaron Owen, Realtor, Scott Concrete, Max Muscle, Maple Valley Electric, EP True Chiropractic, Kearns Law Firm, and then West Central Tree Service. So many of those guys were sponsors uh, of my so fight. EP True, Kevin. I mean, goodness sakes. There's so many have been with us for years and years, but you're bringing up great names, great memories, people that actually enjoyed being a part of it. Joey at Max Muscle. I know he sold out now to, um, is it Janine or Janelle? can't remember the owner's name, 
But, uh, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of good folks out there, and there's a reason we ask you to, to list them out, because it is a large group of concerned people that are want, that want to be behind you um, and, and want to see you victorious no matter what. They want to help pave that road in front of you, make it a little easier to run that mile. But uh, you actually get it. Victor Marino is the head coach that, and you have a foundational style of wrestling, I get it, but Victor Marino understands the angles. Do you get a chance to roll with him much, or is it quite often? Uh, yeah, so I, I go there every day. Hmm. Um, that's my that's my gym that I train out of now. He's uh yeah he's brought my my overall game to just another level. I'm really grateful for that. Plus all the guys that come in there. I mean, if you actually show up, you're not going to get worse. <laughs> you're going <just> <laughs> to keep getting better. So. I might get hurt. That's why I always <laughs> go there before it opens. <laughs> Play play with victor marino's kids and it's it's a good family atmosphere and i love all the pictures i see you guys in group shots i think it's wonderful but you all seem to be pulling for each other to get better that's what it's all about how how sharp is my knife and what can we do better well guess what your last fight on june uh 26 of 2021 will be uh i guess that was your entree to the big thanksgiving throwdown how excited are you for the day to come Oh man, I can't even put it into words. I'm like so confident in myself. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to punch somebody that's not my teammate. <laughs> I just need, I needed to get it here really fast. <laughs> You're currently ranked in, and, and there's a variety of ways to rank fighters. There's the uh, U.S. Midwest Amateur Lightweights. You're ninth out of 570 active lightweights. Ninth. Some have you yeah. ranked in the top five. What's it like being a a ranked fighter, knowing that you've earned every one of the rungs on the ladder? Uh, it feels good, but I mean, I'm a professional now, so that's all behind me. It's time to time to look forward and make some moves in the pro ranks this time. That's what I love. I love that you've you've got a plan, and people around you that care that want to see you succeed. Rick Glenn, Tyler Brandt, of course, Johnny Case. Vic Marino, people, I, I have a ton of respect for. You're surrounded by very good people. You feel that? I do. Yeah, every day, folks. You can be a part of the action. It is Thanksgiving Throwdown Wednesday night. One half of the main event is on the live line right now, the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. And again, that's November 24th. That's the night before Thanksgiving, so you'll be able to truly enjoy Thanksgiving. What food are you looking forward to the most, Alex? Probably like uh, some mac and cheese. Oh. I'd, I'd say mac and cheese, yeah. Uh, stuffing and gravy uh, and potatoes. And... I don't eat that much stuffing. Well, I'll eat some mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> yeah, but you are a football player. You know how to put it in. you got to take it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, who do you want to thank? Uh, first of all, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I can't wait to announce you in that cage. But um, who do you want to give some credit to? Um, well, I just want to say thanks to everybody that supported me through the years. And it really showed this time being my pro debut and like everybody that wanted to come see me, everybody that bought tickets, uh, shirts that I made. Um, I want to thank my team at Absolute Martial Arts and Fitness in Johnston. Mm-hmm. Uh, I trained in Las Vegas for a year and, uh, I just, this is like the, the gym that feels like home the most to me every time I come back. Now being here permanently, it just feels like home to me. And when you trained in uh, Vegas, you were at Extreme Couture, right? Yes, I was with Johnny. Mm-hmm. 
and and Ryan was there. Ryan hadn't assumed ownership yet, had he? I don't think so. I am not really sure. But what a great place. I love all the various rooms. Each room seems to be a specialty. And uh, you can see guys trying to do the ropes. Do you do the ropes? Oh, yeah. Uh, climbing them? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have no doubt you can climb a damn rope, okay? I'm talking about the heavy. The battle ropes. The battle ropes. You like doing those? Oh, I don't like doing it, but I'll do it. <laughs> Good answer. All right, so here's the deal. After this fight, I want you to go one-on-one with our producer, Kara Jones, okay? And we're going to send her out there. You're going to put her through the paces, Okay. And Kerry, you may not like this, but you're going to enjoy no, I, it in years to come. I'll, I'll be, I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you actually. Honestly, would. I, I've always wanted to do like the, like those battle ropes, ropes that you're yeah. talking about. It's, Maybe. it's so I believe in you. Do you believe in her? How, how cool yeah. is that? Thanks. You've already got one book. Johnny's going to make two. I'll make three. You're in. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> if it sounds like she's talking to a diaper, she is. She has a mask on in the studio protecting Johnny and everybody else. I appreciate that, Kato. I, myself, fully vaccinated. Yeah. And I have booster shot pretty quick. Nice. Make sure you take care of yourselves, folks. Alex, the Alley Cat Coover, outstanding career so far. I cannot wait to see what you bring to the cage at, at Thanksgiving Throwdown. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate that. I appreciate you asking me to be on. Now, get back to the HVAC and what is the other part? It's HVAC and plumbing. plumbing. Yeah, okay. Get back to that. <laughs> and if I, I need guess. something, can I call you? You can call me anytime you want. Okay, so uh, plumbing in, in my, my apartment, maybe it's all jacked up. and uh, I could fix it. I figured as much. Okay. <laughs> Alex, thank you very much. We'll look forward to seeing you at the weigh-ins. And, uh, uh, and when are the weigh-ins? That'll be the 23rd. Uh, they'll be the night before. Yes, the 23rd. 23rd. And where will the weigh-ins be? Do you know? Those will also be held at Valair. At the Valair Bar? Yeah. All I tried right. doing them downtown last time, and it was just the parking was a mess. And yep. Yeah. No. Yeah, we did a lot of our weigh-ins downtown, but I tell you what, weigh-ins draw a certain number of people. It's not a, a moneymaker for the promotion at all. No. But I tell you what, it's a way for people to get a first look at the fighters in their preparation. Alex, Good luck to you, my friend. Hard work as always, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you, man. There Thank we go. One. one of the good guys, he you is. know, and, and and that seems to run in your family. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, Alex is man. He's he's an old soul for sure. He's he's younger, you know, younger than me. But you know, we've been friends. You know, you can kick it with the old crew too. That's well, that and that's cool. No, if you know your place, right, and you're making a place for yourself in the history of what we do here. You take a look at Monty Cox. Uh, Monty, you know, helped to write the rules of mixed martial arts here in the state. Before that, it was, uh, as John McCain so artfully put it, dogfighting. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It's not at all. <laughs> you speak with what you do not know or understand. That's true, yeah. The late John McCain. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So Alex Coover heads to the showers. He's going to face Jimmy Padilla at MCC 66. Uh, Thanksgiving throwdown. If it ain't MCC, it ain't real, apparently. And uh, we're going to be there. And I hope you will join us. Okay? All right. Do me a favor. Stand by. There's a lot of ways to win in the fight game. There's a lot of ways to win in wrestling. We'll tell you more on the other side. 
You're listening to USA Takedown. Ben Halder's coming up next on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. And our great in-studio guest, and I hope he comes back, is Hollywood Johnny Case. He's got a fight coming up on New Year's Eve in Tokyo. You ever been to New Year's Eve in Tokyo? This will be my third fight uh, on New Year's Eve in Tokyo. It's the biggest show of the year. It's, and, a, it's an amazing. Oh, man, it is outstanding. It's it's like a Super Bowl, yeah. you know, over there. And, yeah, it's the best show. How many show fans will be at that fight? And what's the estimate? Oh man, I think that that vin- that venue, Super Saitama Arena, I believe, is like fifty thousand, and it'll be packed from nine a.m. till midnight when the ball drops. And they are different, by the way. The fans over there are different. A lot of times they're oh. quiet when U.S. fans would be asking for somebody's head. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> just so much more educated, and they they look at fighting like the like what it is. You know, most I think pretty much every kid in Japan, you know, they have to do a form of martial art at some Mm -hmm. point in their life. So they understand how incredibly difficult it is. You know what I mean? On top of that, now they're seeing like, you know, someone who actually enjoys it, someone who actually loves to go out there and do it. And, you know, the respect for martial arts over there is just so much higher. And Mm. uh, the education on it is just so much higher. So, and it's part of the news. Yeah. It's huge. It's big over there. So that's what the, the fans tell me. It's an order of like importance. It goes the emperor and then MMA fighters, sumo wrestlers, Rock stars, movie stars, in that order. And so. professional wrestlers, they love pros over yes. there as well, yes. in a big way. Yes, I almost, yeah, I forgot pro wrestling too, but yeah, pro wrestling's really huge over there too. Yeah, we just had Jacob Casper, K-A-S-P-E-R, become part of a tag team in the uh, in the WWE, and I've known Jacob since he was a little kid in Ohio, but he also became a standout wrestler, wrestling for Duke, for uh, Glenn Lanham down there at Duke, and uh, he always liked it, wasn't really out about it but wanted to be a part of it dude is knocking him around in a big way some of the roughest professional wrestling i've ever seen in my life and he is dishing it out any yeah. thoughts that there might be a, a pro career for you you know I, I would definitely be open to it um you know i think i'm a little on the small side for pro, pro wrestling a lot of those I, guys I are put monsters <laughs> Go out to lunch with me enough. You're going. Yeah, for sure. You're not yeah. going to be anywhere near Gable Stevenson. Yeah. Well, G- Gable just signed with the uh, with WWE for an estimated one million dollar signing bonus, man. but he's still got a you know a year of wrestling to go at the University of Minnesota. And that's such amazing, and that's so awesome to see another avenue for you know co collegiate wrestlers to take mm-hmm. after you know say the Olympics or, or whatever. Um, you know, to just have have that career opportunity is such a a great thing you know and and i think it'd be something i would enjoy for sure um but you know it's I, one of the most rigorous of professions you sure. know it, everybody understands that uh, you know the the outcomes may be written may be predetermined sure. but it take take nothing away from the athletes that are performing yeah and their ability to sell to talk you i mean what you've proven to me today is you're a heck of a talker <laughs> you know you get it you understand it i i on the other hand would be a terrible athlete inside of a mma gym <laughs> yeah absolutely terrible tell me about the free t-shirts <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway hey do me a favor we got to take a quick time out uh, i think it's ben benny's on the on the uh, live line ben halder he'll be uh, joining us to talk about his fight uh coming up on thanksgiving he uh, the night before thanksgiving thanksgiving throwdown at the Bel Air ballroom so stay tuned there's more with johnny case Kira Jones producing our program today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back after this short time out. This portion of the show brought to you by Mullets. Mullets Restaurant. Don't forget those hash browns with gravy or cheese. It don't matter. They are so good. Down at Mullets on Des Moines Southside, right by the ballpark. Tell Johnny that we sent you. All right, stay tuned. We'll be back after this. 
All guests on USA Takedown appear on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. Two-time world champion Terry Brand said, We use it in our showers and in our room. Defense Soap, it's what the pros use. to the show welcome back welcome back you're always slow to the drive i've already done half of my intro coming out of commercial break and you're just barely raising up slowly are you teasing me is that it kira never okay i would never do that happy to birthday to you by the way how old were you yesterday or wednesday actually i am the ripe old age of 26 oh, wow you made it congratulations <laughs> <laughs> how old is benny halder ben are you there Ben, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Good. Ben, how old are you? I'm 30. 30 years old. You've been competitive. Uh, was it, Did it start with wrestling, or how did it all start for you in mixed martial arts? Yeah, I started at a young age, about six, seven years old, of wrestling, and then it <laughs> kind of just progressed into mixed martial arts after, after high school. Tell us a little bit about what makes him main event quality, Johnny Case, because to me, I've done my research. I've looked at his wins and losses. I look at how he wins his Amy career, but you know, it, it's a, it's a completely different fight when you strap on the three letters P R O pro. Yeah, man, exactly. And, and Benny is, is, you know, that, you know, he's been training hard and you know, every time that Benny comes win or lose, he's going to, he's going to put on a show. He comes to fight. He comes to, to finish the fight. He's not, you know, coming to subdue a guy and win around and, you know, eke out a win that way he's he's coming to fight and he's coming to finish the fight you know not everybody understands that um, a fighter as much as he wants to entertain his goal is to put his opponent down and get out of the cage back to the locker room with as little damage to himself or herself as possible so it's kind of a selfish thing but you know what that's what makes mixed martial arts or wrestling judo sambo all of them, it, that's what makes those contact sports, combat sports. That's what makes them special. Agree? Oh, I agree. Hmm. Benny, how about you? Uh, when you think about wrestling, that launching pad, it's not always fun, is it? No, it's, uh, you know, wrestling typically has the least amount of numbers during practices throughout the week. You know, it's just a grimy, grinding outright sport, and nobody really enjoys it, but it's something that's got to get done, and just grateful that I started my foundation out on it because it's transitioned to hard work and the sport in general. And you're, um, as I mentioned, wrestling is, is huge and it's so important for you. How much of your training time goes toward uh, the ground game, whether it's ground and pound or whether it's passing or whatever it is that you're working on? How much of your average week is spent on wrestling? We spend about 50% of the week on on our ground game and about 50% of the week uh, standing up. And we also do fit-ins to transitions to takedowns and all that good stuff. So um, it, applies, it applies a huge part of training throughout the week. Where are you training at? We're training at, <clears throat> I'm training at Absolute Mixed Martial Arts right now. You know, there's a great group of guys over there. It's led by Victor Marino and um, Rick Glenn and then, uh, Johnny Case is training over there with us, and Alex Coover's over there. Uh, he's main eventing, so there's just we're surrounded by a great group of guys that just keep trying to bring the best out of each other, you know. And we kind of just everybody's got our ego set to the side, and we just want to get better day in and day out. You know when it, when uh, Victor Marino says, you know, they call him Superman, right? 
Yeah. Love to watch the dude fight, win or lose. And he's had some close losses. But win or lose, Victor Moreno is there to get better and get his athletes better. That's why that gym came into being. There, totally. There's yeah. an altruistic reason that Vic is successful at whatever he touches. He's surrounded by incredible family and friends. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm super happy to be a, a very dear friend of Vic because I watched this from the outside looking in when he was opening up that gym, I was digging in the closet, digging in the, in the garage and bringing out tables and chairs and all sorts of stuff that could help fill the space because I believed in him. I wanted to see his effort. You know, here's some of the old stuff from the gym. Take this, take this but I wanted to see him succeed. And obviously it is succeeding. And uh, you're one of those that are benefiting from, is it, do people call you Benny or just Ben? Uh, I've been called a lot of things in my life, mm-hmm. but a lot of mm-hmm. people lately been calling me Benny. <laughs> there was a, a little joke there. A lot of things, you know, <laughs> me too. All right. You're, you're currently rank, ranked, um, of the Iowa pro lightweights, right? Uh, and you're obviously you want to see, your pro lightweight ranking, uh, Excel, and also the welterweight. What's your favorite weight to, uh, to compete at? I would prefer lightweight. Um, as, as I've been getting really active with Vic, my weight has been shedding off. So I've kind of, uh, I've lost a lot of weight and I walk around right now, actually about 170 to 175. So I don't have to cut much weight to fight at welterweight, but I'm also a guy that likes to scrap that, you know, when an opportunity presents itself, it's hard for me to turn down. And sometimes that gets me in trouble with, uh, with situations and that kind of reflects on my record. Some of my fights, you know, I've taken on last minute notice and, and that good stuff. And we're going to try and focus on setting the welterweight division kind of to the side and focus on, uh, going after the lightweight. And I, w- I would have pegged you at about 176 pounds, okay? You're between 170 and 175. I, th- I think I had you at 176. Uh, <laughs> details, right? Details. Yeah. Okay, but your goal is to be the best you can be, earning your rank, and then picking up wins. That's how you pick up sponsors, people that want to be behind you and in your corner. How are you doing on ticket sales? Totally. Uh, ticket sales have been great. You know, uh, I'm dwindling down to my... I think I got three reserve seats left and maybe 10 to 12 general missions. Other than that, where ticket sales have been awesome. How can can the people find you? The people, I don't know who the the people, people. yeah. They can find me on Facebook (laughs) at Benny Holder. They can find me on Instagram at Benny Boy MMA. Uh, They can find me at Absolute. I'm there in the mornings. I'm there in the evenings. Uh, Absolute's pretty much my life. And then, uh, my, wherever else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about sponsors? You want to list out any of those uh, yeah, companies, people um, that I've, wanted to thank you or that are supporting you? Totally. Uh, I've got Viking Ninja behind me. We've really developed into like a fitness kind of standpoint. And that's where I really do a lot of my teaching from in the mornings over at Absolute. And then, uh, Action Coffee. They supply me with uh, just a great source of coffee, and they uh, develop some supplements as well. And then KSB Tabs too. They they do awesome. They do an awesome job on keeping my hydration levels uh, where they need to be throughout camp. You know, when um, one of our USO trips to Afghanistan and Iraq, I think it was in Sadr City. I became exceedingly dehydrated. 
I always wondered why there are pallets of water in the middle of the desert. People are encouraged yeah. just to go out and grab yourself a liter and a half or two liter and, and drink it. Yeah. I was too tough to do that. You I just, said, I don't need I'm not even sweating. You, yeah, that's the problem is you don't feel the sweat evaporating out of you, but it just bakes right out of you. It's so quick, but I, I literally, they poked me 21 times before they could find a vein. Wow. And, uh, the, bad. Uh, the Marines in the army were amazing. They saved my life over there, but being able to say that your hydration is under control. In other words, that is, there's a balance you've got to achieve. And the art is achieving the balance and maintaining it. How difficult is that for you? Totally. Uh, with, with KSB tabs, they really help give me an easy balance of that. As long as I can get one of those little tabs in the morning, you know, it's, um, I generally stay pretty cramp free throughout the day in my training sessions. So, uh, it really hasn't been too much of an issue. I look at all the fighters you've had an opportunity to go across the cage with. And, uh, you know, you, you just look at these guys, these these are some, you know, seasoned fighters, some not so, but others way seasoned. And yeah. uh, what's your favorite fight in your career so far, Amy or Pro? Doesn't matter. Honestly, it was my last one against Carl Whitstock. Um, and the coolest thing is about it all is in about the 10 years of my fighting, I haven't really received any submission of the night awards or fight of the night awards or anything performance, but it was my first kind of complete full training camp at absolute and i came out with a win and we also got a performance of the night awards so just ready to keep that momentum rocking and rolling into this next fight and see where it takes me johnny it's not always about the pay but it sure helps yeah it's certainly uh it's certainly a good motivator <laughs> <laughs> but you know when when you see uh your friends and maybe yourself as well i guess i don't know this but achieve that fight of the night award which has, you know, some outstanding zeros after the initial number. Yeah. But, um, you know, these are bonuses for and recognition of a job well done. Yes. It doesn't always go your way, but when it does, isn't it sweet? Oh, man, there's... Yeah, I remember, I remember my UFC debut, you know, worst camp ever. Got my teeth knocked out, got sick. I sparred maybe twice the whole fight. But then I went out there and I put it on and I got the fight of the night, you know. Really? Or performance of the night. And more money than I'd ever won in my career at that point and it's just that i'll never forget that feeling you know and it's just like all that all that struggle all that you know all that sacrifice and then it's just like you know it pays off you know and and the, as a fighter that's it's not necessarily about the money but it's about the recognition like sure. you said it's the glory the the knowing that you went out there and you let it all out you know and and, and it paid off big time and you know in as much as it's a jury of your peers that are voting, in other words, the fans, the corners, all that stuff that are voting with uh, maybe applause or whatever it is, it still comes down to Dana going, boom, that's it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I told Couture you were going to be on the show today, and I said, I've got one of uh, the guys that trained at your, at your gym for a year. Really? Who's that? I said, Hollywood Johnny Case. He says, Awesome. <laughs> So, I mean, there's a guy that actually gets it. He's a great dude. Yeah, Randy's been a great guy. Every time he's in the gym, you know, just, you know, one of those guys that, that shows up and, and he, he's there to, you know, he's work. there he's there to work. Let's mm -hmm. go, you know, and anything, you know, any question you want to ask him, anything, you know, he's 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 all ears. And, and now he's blowing up grease. <laughs> now he's blowing up grease. <laughs> Movie star status. Who do you look at as one of your favorite fighters? Who inspires you? 
That's you. That's yeah, that'd be you. It's your uh, turn now. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. I know there's so many. I'm really people. liking Peter Yan right now. Peter Yan's kind of. Uh, I've been really watching him a lot lately, and I like I like watching some of the Thai fighters fight. I really like the way they fight, their fighting style. And if you see where they started in Thailand, right, or Taiwan, yes, uh, sir. You look at some of the accommodations that they are not afforded. So they got to literally make weights out of, you know, plastic pails filled with cement or whatever, you know, just to lift weights. But they too have an ulterior motive and that's rising up uh, and, and doing their very best. This is the opportunity where you are afforded the uh, opportunity to show your excellence and find out what it is you need to do for the next fight. In other words, the struggle to get better each and every time you go in the gym and it shows each and every time you go in the cage. You know, there is amazing evidence these days. It's called the intranet is where people mount videos up and you can go on the YouTube and you can watch these fights. What fight were we talking about earlier? Don Fry and, um, uh, Yushiro or Yushihiro Takayama. Yeah. That, that is one of the fights that stands out. Another one that stands out for me would be, uh, Couture and Vitor Belfort three. Yes. Okay. And he's trying to get his belt back. He's still upset that he lost 75 grand because of a cut over his eye, but Big John did it right, stopped the fight for the safety of of any fighter, but in this case, his friend Randy, right? And uh, I'm standing in the back hallway. This is after fight number three. I'm waiting for him. This is at the MGM. I'm, I'm standing in the hallway, and tears are streaming down my face. And I'm in a, a an olive. I know you're saying, hey, can I borrow that olive green double-breasted suit? No, no, you can't. <laughs> but I'm standing there crying, and he says, Scotty, walking toward me after being in the cage. He says, what's up? He says, why are you crying? I said, all the blood. He said, well, none of it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) He said, do you want these shorts? I said, no, but they're white shorts transitioning to a frothy pink. (laughs) Okay. So he's, he's obviously been somebody I've looked up to Dan Henderson, uh, Matt Lindland, uh, GSP, uh, Kevin Randleman, so many others, but you know, and you like different fighters for a lot of different reasons, right? I mean, it, it, the, the whole thing that is we can find heroes when we're least looking for them. And, uh, I think, I think we found a hero in you, Benny, and I'm looking forward to seeing you fight on Thanksgiving, uh, the night before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving throwdown. It's an MCC product. It's their number one fight of the year. And there's a reason why we saved the best essentially for last, because this is a way to send this year that we all would and Kira, you're probably of the silk you want to get rid of 2021 you want to be done with it yeah i would like to cruise into next year (laughs) take a victory Uh. with you into next year arm bar rear naked choke or um knock his block off that's it that's all i want to go (laughs) (laughs) benny holder's been our guest benny we're looking forward to seeing you at weigh-ins then we'll do it all up on Wednesday night as the doors open at 6.30. Fights begin promptly at 7.30. Don't miss a fight. Be there to support those who are in the gyms trying to be better than they even knew. Benny Halder, thank you so much. God bless you, my friend. Have a great rest of your day and give my best to the tall one who thinks he's a basketball player. Victor. <laughs> we'll do. All right, but Thank you, guys. Thank much you. love to everybody. There we See go. You, nice kid. This portion yeah. of our show brought to you by Here.com. That's Here.com forward slash Casper. Uh, if you need hearing aids, there's, there's no reason not to get them. Affordable, great service, incredible customer service. But the products stand the test of time. There's a reason they're number one in America.
and they're knocking on the door of the world. It's here.com. Go here.com forward slash Casper. Get yourself uh, a great discount because of the attachment of my last name at the end. Stay tuned. There's more with Johnny Case in studio. We're going to talk about the preparation for New Year's Eve in Tokyo. I prepared for New York, New Year's Eve, 99 to 2000. How is Johnny preparing? Stay tuned. We'll learn. Stay tuned. This is USA Takedown on ESPN. Think you heard everything? Stick around. You ain't heard nothing yet. More USA Takedown after this. All right, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Here, we got to go up quicker. We got to go up quicker. If I choose to talk, I'd like my mic on. Okay, okay. I don't want to make a big deal. <laughs> Certainly not on your birthday week. This portion of our program brought to you by Barbarian Apparel. We're going to get you gear. If you're going in the gym, Kira, we're going to gear you up, courtesy of our friend, Josh, his wife, their beautiful daughter. But we're going to need to get you uh, practice shorts, sweats, all of it gonna hook me up with a membership to a gym too i think i can i think we know somebody (laughs) (laughs) we know somebody can get that done appreciate kira and her work so much thank you so much if you miss any part of the show go back to usatakedown.com go to the drop down tab that says uh podcast and then drop it down look for the most recent episode and you can listen to it all again free of charge courtesy of our great sponsors like matt kaldenberg and pbs landscaping which is right by I mean, literally, it's within feet of uh, Victor's joint out there in, in, in Johnston. Did you know that? I did. Calderberg's PBS Landscaping was a wrestler, a great supporter of the show for many years, and he just had his crew over to clean up my yard. Should have waited two weeks because <laughs> they did a great job. But all of a sudden, my trees continue to shed. What's that about? Yeah, I don't know. It's Iowa weather, man. <laughs> I've been living on the West Coast for the last 10 years, and... Man, I am not used to this cold transition. Did you miss it though? I really did. Yeah, I did. I missed. I missed it so much. But uh, you know, the I, I kind of I'm starting to miss the sunshine, the the seventy degree mornings. <laughs> I don't, I guess I don't mind. My first trip to L.A. was many many years ago, back in the early '80s, and I always knew there was something magical about California. Certainly wasn't politics, <laughs> no, but <laughs> and great decisions. But it was the weather that really had it going on. I I remember. I was hanging out with the mamas and the papas, Papa John Phillips, Spanky McFarland, Denny, and uh, Mackenzie Phillips. And we were in San Francisco, and uh, they they were doing shows at the Paramount Hotel. We were staying there, and they invited us to go to Napa Valley. And I said, John, I said, what is it about California? He said, it's dreaming. It's California dreaming. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of his great hits. It had thousands of songs that were never published. And they gave a song to then very young singer named Danny. That's part of the Mamas and the Papas history, but it's called uh, uh, San Francisco. So if you're going to San Francisco, yeah, song. put some flowers in your hair. Why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> All right. So Johnny Case is in the studio. In this last segment, Johnny, we're going to talk a bit about what it takes to get a main event. Who's representing you these days? Um, so I have Dave Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, great attorney. Great. Yeah, great attorney. Great. great uh Great manager. Um, it's actually amazing compared to my life. Been on the show. Has he really? Yeah. 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 He's super, he's super avid into the wrestling in the wrestling world as well. You know, mm-hmm. Ryan Bader, you know, obviously he's a good wrestler. Darian Caldwell. 
um, Michael Chandler. You know, don't ever take Caldwell out to dinner with his mother. Okay. Noted. Noted. <laughs> noted. His mother will take buy a on your tab. She will grab a bottle of wine and take it home <laughs> to the hotel hey. with her. I didn't know you could do that, but apparently you can. The lady knows how to work the system. A three hundred dollar uh, bottle of wine. Uh, <laughs> Bless her heart. I could have at least, you know, been there for the opening of the thing. Could have been a great <laughs> ceremony, but no. So in preparation for an event like New Year's Eve, there's a lot of excitement for everybody, including the fighters. But having great management and great training camp is so very important. When when is training camp for you start? When does training camp for you start? Uh technically, so I some people like to do like eight week camps. Yeah. I, I find it really hard on me like i start to get by that week two my body's real beat up i'm sore i'm starting to actually decline rather than to peak so i like six weeks and six weeks for me starts seems to be perfect seems to be perfect and by the time that six week mark hits i'm ready to go i'm let me out of the cage i'm ready to tear someone apart so that actually six weeks starts saturday so six weeks from this saturday i'll be fighting new year's eve um and i'm already in really great shape you yeah know? you are I'm in great shape. My, my, I'm a little bit heavier. Kind of jealous, I gotta tell you. <laughs> I'm a little bit heavier than I than I normally am, but again, I haven't fought. You know, MMA. I haven't made 155 pounds since you know it'd be two year two years on the date on New Year's Eve. Is that right? Um, yeah. And um, pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic has been you know super hard on it on you know everybody on everybody, but you know mainly you know fighting overseas has been you know. It's, you know what it's wrestling been proved to the world is that we can still compete. We yeah. can still have, still have events, safety-minded, but USA Wrestling led the charge. You saw the UFC yes. do the job they did with Fight Island. What a great idea that was. Right. And I yeah. don't know if it was Dana or not, but I'm going to give him credit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fight Island was a way for fighters to still be seen, to advance their careers or have the potential to do so, but to earn money. Yes. Nobody, I, nobody gets paid uh, what they are actually worth in the fight game. Well, MMA, no, not so much. You know, you look at boxing and you see the kind of the the kind of numbers those guys are pulling in for their fights, and you know, you look at MMA and it it pales in comparison. You know, and and only that, but you know, it's arguably the harder sport. You know, you put so much more blood, sweat, and tears, and and so much more you know damage on your body in an MMA fight than you do in a boxing fight. You know, and and also look at boxing where you know guys will be in there and they'll be way outmatched and then you know taking a beating and. There's no shame in throwing in the towel. You know, it's like a racehorse. Let's protect our fighter. You know, he'll come back and fight another day. MMA, you know, you see a guy throwing in the towel and, oh, my God, the fans would just eat that guy up. You right. know what I mean? Max Roshkoff, amazing fighter. One of one of my good friends, best, you know, training partners I've ever had. Um, you know, he was kind of getting the, the short, short end of the stick in his fight, you know, and called it, said, I don't have it, I don't have it. And he was, you know, massacred online, you know, and, and I just don't understand that. But, uh, you know, MMA is just, it's a lot more brutal sport. Like PD three, <laughs> Patrick Downey, someone's claiming this. Somebody's doing something to his career, but guess what? He's his own worst enemy. I, I, it's like that sometimes. I had a chance to watch a documentary uh, just last week, and it was the documentary on Johnny Tapia. Okay, yeah. great fighter and great fighter. His career and really his life ended way too soon very yeah. sad story sad story sad life story yeah. you know and there are people that'll talk about it people that are in the know okay yeah. if judge mills lane was still around he'd talk about it sure but others that i've asked about it they don't want to talk about it why do you think that is i mean it doesn't it's not really a glamorous you know kind of life story you know a guy kind of had a really hard life you know mm-hmm. a lot of drug use a lot of you know a lot of domestic violence a lot of other things you know that 
isn't so, you know, it, it isn't like dinner, dinner table kind of conversation, you know, so people tend to shy away from that. But, you know, to see the success that he had, right. despite all of, you know, the shortcomings he had in his private life, like that, that's something that, you know, to me is even more impressive. You know? His hand speed was phenomenal. Oh, amazing. He was one of the best fighters in the world, you know, and I still pound love for pound. Yeah, pound for pound. And he was a showman too. Yeah. He would come out and he would, you know, he would knock guys around. He wouldn't, you know. Wasn't there a backflip or a front flip involved? And every time he was victorious, I think, and he landed on his hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Not everybody could do a backflip. No. Uh, can you? I, I mean, I could do it on a trampoline. Oh, okay, trampoline. I, I just, I don't know. I, I haven't tried it. I think I could probably bust it out. I think I'm athletic enough, but it's like. I guarantee you're athletic enough. Yeah, okay. I, I just haven't really tried it. So I bet it, I know if I committed to it, give me a day or two, I could bust out a backflip for you. All right, so my estimation, there's a bunch of great wrestlers, fighters out of the great state of Iowa. We start with Frank Gotch, Farmer Burns, uh, Caddock, uh, et cetera. None of those guys could do a backflip, okay? Difference being, that was then, this is now. You know, sometimes you could go to a Comiskey Park up in Chicago, and it was George Hackenschmidt, the Russian Lion, against Frank Gotch. Two and a half hours into the match. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine oh. back in the day of 15 rounds? Yeah. At five minutes a round? Yeah. Holy That's cats. When men were men. <laughs> and, and, and boys were boys. And boys were boys. And the gap that separated them was vast. And when you went to the fights, you dressed up to go to the fights. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think we're starting to see some of that come back. But um, there's a certain pomp and circumstance to a fight and to a fighter. When you think of ring music, one of my favorites uh, was uh, Matt Hughes. Okay. Yes. And his walkout music was Matt Hughes all over the joint. All over. He was a six-week guy for training camp, by the way. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was a six-week guy. But when the fight was over, he'd get back to the farm and start pitching bales. Yep. Dude is super strong for his height. Yeah. I think the bales were heavier than he was. <laughs> and Or his twin brother, for that matter. But you see so many guys that are inspirational in the way they conduct life. And for many of them, it's a business, but they conduct life. You know, you look at Dan Gable and, and what he's been able to accomplish. He was never a public speaker. Never. But he's worked himself into being a position of being the savior for the sport of wrestling, and his words mean a lot. And by example, he's affected the life of you and many of those that are growing up behind you because he is Dan Gable. Do you remember the name of the guy that beat Dan Gable? The only collegiate loss? Remember uh, that? You know what? I, I It starts with an O. I, his Owens. last name is Owens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Owings. Owings. Yeah, Owings. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I had him and Gable on the same show. <laughs> and I said, Dan, is this going to be okay? Oh, yeah. He says, believe me, I wasn't prepared for that night. I was sick. I had the flu, blah, 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 blah. He wasn't making excuses on air. He yeah. just told me what the night was, what the event was, what that match was. And again, there's no shame in a loss. It's for lack of trying. That's where the shame lies. Right. Can you imagine going through life saying, I wish I had tried this? No, I never want to be that person. Uh -uh. Gary Goodrich is one of the giants of mixed martial arts in terms of the history of the sport. And um, Gary's taken some tremendous shots. He yeah. truly has. Yeah. And still is a great friend. I love, I love Gary Goodrich. But uh, that Canadian can actually or could actually bring it to anybody and everybody and often did. Yeah. Um, there are a ton of fighters in mixed martial arts, but in boxing, since you have been transitioning, if you will, 
<laughs> I have to hesitate to use that word anymore. But <laughs> to, to the to you who have been working your way into boxing, that's, that's better, perhaps, pronouns. All right, so if you think about it, who in boxing has inspired you? We mentioned Tapia. Would Sugar Ray be in there? Sugar Ray for sure. Um, uh, Pernell Whitaker, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Muhammad Ali, obviously. Um, you know, that kind of style of fighter, uh, you know, you know, just that slick, like hit, don't get hit. Just make your opponent look real silly. Uh, that's, that's the kind of fighters I really like. As good as Ali was at the Olympics, then onto his pro career and his political stances. I mean, I, I admired the guy, yeah. never met the guy would like to have shaken yeah. his hand, yeah. but I didn't ever get a chance to meet him. If I had, I would have told him that there's way more to his career, his life than ABC sports ever presented mm-hmm. his losses, his knockdowns. There were plenty of them. Yeah. Okay. So was he perfect at that point? Damn close. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He had an ability to dance that ring, work the ropes and to his opponent's disadvantage. Cause they were chasing him as he was walking backwards. They were chasing him. Yeah. And it's obvious he spent some time with ropes. You know, jumping rope, jumping rope, jumping rope. Dude was an amazing physical condition. His footwork was perfect. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. And he had some big feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're talking with in-studio in guest host Johnny Case. Uh, he's got a fight coming up on New Year's Eve in Japan. I'm talking about Tokyo. And if you've never been to New York, Chicago, L.A., Tokyo, Australia, Sydney is phenomenal for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Fire in the sky. You know, Boston, uh, this has got to be one of my bucket list things to do is to be in Tokyo for New Year's Eve one year. Oh, there's nothing like it, man. Um, going to have to have a lot of yen, <laughs> a yearn to, or bring the yen because those hotel rooms that night are not cheap. <laughs> yeah. Ryzen hooks that up, thankfully. But yeah, I mean, it, staying in five star hotels, you know, eating the best food. And, um, I was lucky enough. My, my, my Ryzen debut was actually on one of their, you know, prestigious New Year's Eve card where, um, tension, uh, you know, tension, uh, I can't, I know who you're Nawasaki, talking about. Nawasaki, he fought Floyd Mayweather uh-huh. and that was the main <laughs> event. And I, I got to be ringside for that fight. So love that. Yeah. So it, and just, you know, the, 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 the nightlife in Tokyo and just the energy that, that surrounds mixed martial arts and, and combat sports in general is just amazing. And, and their New Year's Eve card is phenomenal. Best of the year. Did you have a chance to tell Floyd? When's enough enough, Floyd? <laughs> no, I, I I actually he was coming out of the ring. I was like, man, great job, that was awesome. You know, to, to hear the just to hear those shots that yeah. he landed. You know, you could tell pop, he was out pop. there. He was playing with them. You know, and then and then tension kind of landed a pretty good shot. And then you could see Mayweather's like, all right, switch gears, play time's over. <laughs> bop, bop, bop. <laughs> and I was, you know, and I told him that when he got out of the ring, I was like, man, that was you know great fight, great fight. And he just looks at me. He's like, Oh, that's easy work, man. Easy. <laughs> I just made, you know, 17 million right now. <laughs> but you know, that's Floyd Mayweather. That's golden boy. Right. Yeah. And uh, talk about golden, then their hills, you know, he figured out a way to mine it continues to do so if he needs it. Yeah. But Pacquiao's got to be in that conversation, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Pacquiao for sure is, is on there, you know, and man, there's just so many. And what he's done as an inspiration to everybody back home. Yeah. Uh, is second to none. Yeah. He's donated so much of his earnings to, uh, people in need. Yeah. And I have much more respect for that guy. Yeah. Than most because of what he's chosen to do. Exactly. And he's given it to God, you know, yeah. and, and he's, he's led a life of as you do servitude. 
I tried to be. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny, we've got a great fight night coming up next week, Wednesday, November 24th at the Fane Valor Ballroom. I'll be there, and I hope you folks will be as well. It's called Thanksgiving Throwdown. It's Midwest Case Championship, biggest event of the year. You folks want to be there for Jesse Albrecht and uh, Ben Holder. And then a big main event, J- uh, Jimmy Padilla versus Alex Coover. A lot of great sponsors. Make sure you make plans to be there. Tables are already sold out through... Uh, did he say? Did you say a few front row uh, seats available? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think uh, didn't Benny Holder say he had some VIP as well? That's so it. the 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 fighters will be, you know, I'm sure not every fighter is going to sell it, all their tickets. So there the, there will be some VIP seating available at the front door. I love it, Johnny. I'm glad I'm glad you were able to come in today. I know how difficult it is to plan around a two hour show, but uh, gosh, you knows you did not let yourself down or anybody else. You're an outstanding fighter. Great. Com- uh, uh, commentator and i'm i'm glad uh, i'm glad to be a part of this event coming up thanks for asking me thank you and i'm super excited as well scott thank do you have you. anything you want to say to kira kira happiest of birthdays 26 <laughs> looks great on you <laughs> 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 and thank you so much for your time for all of us for johnny case uh and of course kira jones i'm scott casper you've been listening to another edition of usa takedown on espn we'll talk to you next week thanks for listening